everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. My name's Grant Hill, with me is Scott. Hello everyone, hope you had a good break. Yes, we hope you've had a good break, we have indeed ourselves. Um, It's the first podcast back for uh, the new AFL season 2018. Um, From uh, a Bombers point of view, (laughs) game number one of the JLT (laughs) hasn't exactly gone to plan. Um, But today we're going to have a bit of a chat about that game and also um, to run... I think everybody uh, would enjoy this. We run through the list just to give our thoughts and uh, and tips and what we see for um, the list for 2018. Yeah, and just we thought it'd be a good idea to go one by one through the list. Look, we're probably not going to mention the new draftees um, only because we really haven't seen any game time and, and we don't know too much about them. Um, so, so we'll go about the existing sort of playing list. We'll just go through each one, one by one, and we'll just talk about strengths and weaknesses, yeah. where they might line up, um, and then just as an overall how the team is going, um, how what we predict, and um, yeah, and we'll go from there. But look, before we start, look, I just wanted to mention myself, uh, a big thank you to the Essendon Football Club, to all my Twitter followers um, and people on Facebook. Look, I know I won't go too much too much into detail, but uh, obviously we had quite a bad end to 2017 in our family, so we lost uh, a couple of family members quite tragically. So I just want to say a quick thank you for everyone for their support and their kind words. Uh, we're starting to get back together, sort of back to normal again now, and 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 time does help. So yeah, just wanted to say a quick thanks. All right, cool. So game number one of the JLT, hundred odd point loss. <laughs> well, it was that one? Eighty seven point loss, but really it was we kicked the first two goals and lost the game by hundred points after that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a very hard game to dissect. It is one because it's the first game of a. Of a, of, a, of a sort of meaningless preseason game where there's no points or anything. Um, and look, I understand we rested some stars and Zach Merritt went out early, so we had quite a, a few of our, all, really all, uh, all Australians actually, yeah, you know, when yeah, Hooker, yeah. Hurley and, um, and Zeret out. Um, so look, I, I realise that fact. The only thing I will say is I, I'm kind of hoping that much more of the club had a bug <laughs> because yeah. uh, I, we look slow, man. We because look we slow. looked not uh, slow, actually lethargic. very soft. Yeah, lethargic and soft. Yeah, like there's t- some tiger players. Uh, there was one player, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, one of the Richmond guys just so casually just ran through three Eston guys, and the tackles that were tried to be laid on him were so weak and soft. Um, Look, I'm not lying. I'm not saying I wasn't concerned. I was hugely concerned. Um, I still put it in context of, of of what the game is and maybe what I no one really understands the happenings of the week when obviously with the gastro outbreak. So yeah. I'm putting that on the context. I'm not really putting my panic mind on, but I reckon outside of even what happened during the week, Worsfold would not be impressed at all about key elements. I mean, he's obviously been preaching that contested ball, hardness, even a little bit, there was even a little bit of a, a talk of us being a little bit unsociable and, and tough. Yeah. And and I don't think any of those boxes were ticked almost the opposite. Um, even 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 from last year, that was that was a that was a performance that was 
that was really um, amateurish. And, yeah, so I I don't really... It's a game I feel like I'm just going to wipe from the, my memory quickly and I'll see how the boys go in Geelong in two weeks. I'm sure there'll be a lot of talking and obviously the boys will run across the ground better once their health gets better. Um, so I would expect a dramatic improvement. I don't, it's not so much if we win or lose. I just want a contest. I want us to be physical. And um, So, but, Scotty, you're... Your top two things we didn't do well. What are they? We didn't tackle at all. I think we had six tackles to half time. Damn. And that's 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 um, that's just not good enough. That, that's that's no, that's, that's not, attitude. That's not okay. And um, so there was something completely wrong. Um, and we just were lethargic. We were soft. As soon as the ball hit the ground, we were very very soft. Um, uh, so it's just nothing. I and I know there was two or three little glimpses of of not too bad moments. I thought thank, thank I thought you very much Adam Saad. Yeah, I mean Adam Saad's goal was fantastic and, and he looks like every everything that we kind of drafted him. Devin Smith had twenty six possessions, yeah. so and he kicked a goal, so he he for me was probably our best on. Um uh, I don't know if that's a little bit of an indictment on the on the rest of the club. Oh, yeah. We're talking Saad and Smith as yeah. the but uh, I mean, it is kind of a little bit because when you talk about the third player, there's only three players I thought really turned up. Actually, I'll say Darcy Parrish as well. He, he put in effort. He like you can see he put in effort. Uh, but Sean McKernan was fantastic. Um, but that's we're talking two new players and a rookie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I expect more from the established players. I think it will come. Uh, I they're much, 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 much better than that. Oh man, so, I, and that's that's the thing. I I don't think. I think everybody. And I think the Essendon supporters, the majority of the Essendon supporters will take a deep breath after that game, right? Yeah. Um, there are going to be people that will throw the baby out with the bathwater and the <laughs> yeah. whole season's oh, there's been and... There's been plenty where, I mean, it's no one likes seeing Essendon lose that way. So it's very hard when there's very little effort. So, but I'd, I can only go by the training sessions that I've seen and, and the reports on training sessions, how motivated the team is and how physical they are. So I just have to think it's just a one-off because uh, it'll be a, it would be I would if we went down to Geelong in two weeks and that happened again then yeah then we need to have a chat yeah. then then and you know we've only got two games before the season starts but and all we've, of the, and we've all probably the, blown one of them all of the elements of the way we played in that game is almost consistent with a bug going through the club like we we didn't have the energy yeah. to tackle we were lethargic we kind of. Once the ball hit the ground, if it didn't bounce correctly, perfectly to them, then yeah, there was, was a lot of effort. I think I, I, I'm going to, as an Essendon supporter, put that down to the bug. Uh, because they said 10 odd, 10 plus players. I think they said 12 or around. Yeah, but... 12 plus players. So some of the players on that on that team were playing not at 100%. And unfortunately, they played last year's Premiers with everybody, yeah, everybody in the side. Richmond decided to line up everyone. Yeah. Um, so they, they lined up and everybody. And look, to Richmond's credit, I mean, that's probably what showed up. It's a good lesson for us because Richmond treated it like round one. Yeah. They absolutely. were physical. Yeah. They were like really aggressive. Um, and it showed us up. So I, I'd rather have that lesson be in February 24th yeah. than, than in, in July. Absolutely. So, um, so look, it's happened. We move on. Um, but 
Uh, it's probably not a great time for Worsfold's contract negotiation. Uh, no. <laughs> Especially with the, I'm sure the reason that's a hold up is the length of contract. Uh, um, but um, I think that's an interesting element in itself and maybe we'll address that towards the end of the podcast. But Bomber, Bomber fans, uh, fear not because, I mean, we're, we're looking at, um, here in the podcast studios, um, we're looking at the Essendon um, lineup. We're looking at the team lineup on the on the computer here. And you, you, you roll through the names, and there are too many names, too many good players to play yeah. like we just got, uh, sorry, to get beaten by how we just got beaten. So don't worry about it, guys. I think that is that is what's commonly known as an anomaly. Um, I've, and... I've seen too many games by Hawthorne, Sydney, and those kind of play, those kind of teams in the preseason where this happens to them, and everyone has the alarm bells, and then once it gets serious, then they're completely different a different mode is switched on but yeah I, I agree but I don't, and, I know, and I know we don't have the right to call ourselves that kind of league yet Hawthorne on Sydney and we need to be better and and they'll talk about that but it's just yeah it's a very it was a very very strange game to watch um, and I just hope it's a bit of a blight and a bit of a as we said it's just something to do with what's gone through the club the players will know about it right now yeah alright so so if we have a look through um, the senior list here, and let's just pass a couple of comments. How we thought they went in that game, um, maybe we, how we think they're going to go next year, and and maybe the position they'll play. So number one, Andy McGrath. <laughs> he's probably obviously from yesterday. You would think like he's got a way to go, but uh, look, I love Andy McGrath playing in the midfield now. Um, it was interesting to me. I. But did no, he play in the midfield? He did, played on the wing. But yeah, but play on the wing, right? I thought he was yeah. going to be in the middle. Uh, look, I think he will be, but they still he is an outside player. So okay. they want him for his pace. Um, it was interesting because we leaked a lot of um, goals up um, down back from small forwards. That they, yeah. actually, they actually moved him for a quarter down there and they stopped it. So he has, he has a lot of value to the side, but they need him. we need a midfield um, we need a much stronger midfield, and it was pretty evident yesterday too that the midfield needs to continue to mature and increase. Look, Andy's a special player, special person. He'll be a star. I, you know, I think we're in this new position, we have to be a little bit patient with him because it, it is it's you are coming some across some really big bodies, big names. Um, so, but it's just important that we start educating him now getting him into the midfield and, and look he'll be a star in, in two or three years <laughs> don't, don't forget season number two yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> season number his two. first season was that impressive that bingo I, right so yeah. season number two alright so Andy McGrath going to be a gun we all know he's going to be a gun um, just a little time to, to work him into the midfield um, Tommy Bell Tommy Bell didn't play didn't play physical presence um, is he the number one ruckman yes yeah <laughs> That was answered pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I think he is. I, I, I do like his physicality and, and around the ground. I think, and he talks and, he, and he's a bit chirpy, but he, he makes, I think he, sometimes he makes our midfield walk a little bit taller just by his physical presence. Um, but to say that, gee, Sam Draper, when they put him into the ruck, um, his first two hitouts went bang on target. Yeah, he, I think he's, he, he's, he's got he's, a half decent he, trade. Yeah, he's so, I really like. We'll talk about Poppy Sam a bit later, but yeah. Um, but Tommy's still the number one ruckman for me. Um, so uh, 
as long as his body holds up, I think he'll be he'll be very solid and serviceable without sort of being a star. Yep. Darcy Parrish. Uh, liked his improvement. Um, when I watched him closely at training, um, he has put on probably probably about looked like to me about three kilo of muscle, so that will help him in the in the in the clenches. Uh, I expect his game to go up. The only thing I want him to improve on is his kicking. I still think he um, is a bit floaty with his kicks, um, so I, I I just want him to hopefully work on that a bit. Um, but look. Again, probably with the McGrath, he'll just keep on getting better and better and better. Um, so I'm quite happy with, with how he's developing. Darcy, I reckon, is underrated. I reckon he's underrated at the Essendon Football Club. Came in a couple of seasons ago when we had literally nobody who was playing with top-up players and um, did incredibly well for a first-year player in the midfield at Essendon. I really would like to see him permanently in the middle. I they they Essendon's got the, the rotation through the midfield policy, but I'd like to see him spend as much time in the middle as possible because I think he's exceptionally good at what he does. Um, and I, again, I see a huge season for Darcy coming up, and I reckon um, he's going to be one of our mainstays in the midfield moving forward. Next guy's the interesting guy, uh, Mr. Langford, Cole Langford. What do you reckon? I look. I have a lot of time for Kyle um, but it's, it is the year he has to produce there's no there's no way other yeah but dude it. we have to play him in the midfield permanently not just for yeah, a game well, yeah. or two games and then pull him out no well he needs he needs he needs some serious game time he needs to learn that craft right in the middle um, I, I think there's a lot of talent there I I, I look I'm not saying I, I'm not going to lie I, I still have a few concerns um, maybe just probably around speed, I guess, but um, and just a lot, touch of game awareness. Uh, but I look, I it's a big year for him. I, I generally think he can he can be a big player, um, and obviously he has that ability to be a, a, a mid that goes forward. It can really kick goals. He's a very dangerous forward. So look, it's a big year for him. I'm sure it's like. Someone else we're going to talk about a bit later on <laughs> um, in Laverde, but uh, yeah, so I, I think he can. I think he can really improve, and I think he will improve. Um, how much, and then how how much that guarantees him game time? I'm not quite sure, um, but um, it's all up to him, really. But mate, in my opinion, I reckon the Essendon Footy Club have they've made a decision with Carl a couple of seasons ago, and they're going to make him into a midfielder. Cool. Then the in the VFL, they've been putting him in the middle. And he's been getting 30 touches here, 30 touches there. He's been doing well, and they bring him into the seniors. Mm. And then, weirdly, they play him in the forward line. Like they, And maybe he gets one goal, two goals, or something like that, and he doesn't set the world on fire. I think it was harder last year because Job and everyone was still playing. So Truce, but this is the year. But now this is the year. We as, actually need someone like him. That's what I'm saying. Like we need body, those body bigger shape. bodies. That's yeah. it. So if Essendon's serious about him being a midfielder, they're going to play the man in the middle. Yeah, we, I mean, the concern... If if you're an Essen supporter, is is really is Zach Merritt, Devon Smith, Darcy Parish, and Andrew McGrath, and how small every one of them are. Yeah. So we need that that stringer, Cole Langford, <laughs> body shape, David even Myers. even Laverde Myers, yeah. um, to so we need two at least two of those to come on really big. Yep, like be significantly 
Um, and that will help the side out. Hugely. No got huge um, respect for um, Kyle as well. He's put his head down and his um, oh, he's a hard train. bum up. Yeah, yeah. Trained hard. He's looking big. He's looking strong. And Kyle, if you're listening, um, we hope you have a massive season yeah, this definitely. year. Absolutely. Um, number five, Devin well, Smith. He just... Every time I've seen him at training, oh, and, Devin, uh, hello, baby. He is a midfielder. Like I know, yeah. I know where GWS played him, but it, it looks it looks like a duck to water with. Absolutely, so, he looks like one of those little small nuggety yeah. uh, midfielders who's quick as lightning. Put him anywhere near the goals, and he knows exactly where they yeah. are as well. Um, that I think Adam Sard's Adam Sard's a no brainer. Jakey Stringer, Dunno, especially after yesterday's game. But Devin Smith is an out-and-out just lock. He is an absolute lock to be a good player at the Essendon Footy Club. Yeah. Um, I think to get him... Yeah, GWS didn't use him as well as they should have. But to get him and be giving him the ability to hunt down the ball um, and go after it, which he's told people that he loves doing. He's a ball winner. He loves to get his hands on the ball. And what did he get yesterday? 26? 26, yeah. 26 touches yesterday. Key to goal. Kick to goal, mate. What else do you want? <laughs> I tell you what, that's yeah. that is brilliant rotation from a from a ready made midfielder. Yeah, easy. Joey, Number six, Joey. Joey D. Uh, there's not much else you can say that that. Uh, I, I, I do want to say that that is the worst mustache I've ever seen in my life, Joey. Just for a start off, let's just start that off. And we haven't even come to number twenty three yet. <laughs> no, that is um, the worst worst looking mo I've ever seen. But look, Joey. If he progresses like he has the last two years, then you would actually think it's not it's not out of sort of unreasonable kind of comment that he would be a top three player in the AFL um, by the end of the year. Easily. So. But I'll tell you what, we wouldn't have... Excuse me whilst I cough, everybody. <coughs> excuse me. Um, we don't have a dump button here. Um, <laughs> uh, if we play the way we played yesterday to Joey D... And just kept... It was like, oh man, like all bad well, he, five years yeah. ago. Just dumping the ball into the... Well, you didn't have... As soon as you take Stewart and, and Hooker out of that, and Fantasia out. No, but even, I mean even just the way we were yeah, kicking... Yeah, no avenues to go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But, but the whole, their whole defence turned it around, Joey. Yeah. Once, once that forward setup was done. So yeah. we didn't have our normal forward line. So that would, that would change. As I listened to the commentators yesterday from the GLT, they were they were literally saying, I think it was Brownie, that was saying that um, if he keeps going, he's got the ability to be the best player in the comp. Yeah. Joe Downer. He's got the skills to do it. He's got the ability to do it. Um, I, I just, I can't wait. Because he's with Hooker, who's going to continue to play as a forward, apparently. Um, and Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And... I tell you what, though, some backmen might want to improve, though, because... <laughs> well, um, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I have no doubt that um, that Wilshire will be able to chuck Hooksy down back if required. If required. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but no, speaking of Joey D, I mean, Sky is the absolute limit. Thank goodness above that he didn't go to Sydney is all I've got to say. So we're going to Zach Merritt. Look, we're not going to spend too much time on some of them because some of them are just guns. Just and all Australian Zach, guns. Zach Merritt is just everything you want. If he improves his goal kicking this year, then he becomes pretty much elite. Elite, and actually, he becomes a bit of a Brownlow favourite as, as a bit of a oh, for me. I agree. You know, if, if he learn, if he K says kick ten or fifteen more goals, then uh, he's in real Brownlow area there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was watching him uh, yesterday in the JLT. He's he's a strong he is a strong looking kid now, and I think on the field that's showing up. He's great with his tackling. He's great out of packs. 
Um, the thing that's interesting to me, and Scott can Scott sort of can probably explain on this a little bit better than me, but Scott tells me that he 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 tries to make appointments with or book time with everybody that he can learn from. He books time with um, uh, Selwood and Dangerfield, Selwood and Dangerfield, and all those guys to talk about the craft and yeah. find out how to do it. Now that that to me sets him apart from other people in my opinion who can he, he knows where he wants to be he knows how he wants to get there and he's going to be talking to people that have done it before him so well done Zach keep it up mate and shout out to uh, Richmond's McIntosh for that cheap shot on his jaw so thanks for that yeah, yeah. cheers yeah good on you Tiger um, um, number 8 Marty Gleeson literally good on you Tiger uh, hey. uh, hey, um, Marty Gleeson look I actually think Marty's going to surprise people this year I actually think he'll become one of our probably Probably even like a top three defender. Okay. Uh, so he's training, and I know from the club, they've rapped about how he's going. Um, he's bulked up a little bit, as much as his yeah, body will allow him. I don't think Marty's going to ever bulk but, up. <laughs> but he's reading the ball really well on flight. Um, and I think he's getting more mature. So I actually think it'll be a big year for Marty. I'm, I'm quite optimistic um, on, the, on, on his progress. Brendan Goddard, what do you need to say? Reliable. Um, Stoic, skilled. Yeah. Um, he's the um, the captain down back. He's very easily one of our most dependable footballers. And yeah, he'll look. He'll yesterday. He does take those games a little bit casually. <laughs> but he's uh, but as soon as the I think it's round one, we'll probably see a, bit, a different BJ. Yeah. Um, he looked. I will say this, and I didn't know whether I'd say it, but just a little bit worried about his pace. He looked a touch slower, but. But the he, whole club, that's the thing, the whole club looks like yesterday, man. That's the thing, everybody was hyper, I was hypersensitive every time I saw a Richmond bloke walk out of the pack. I just went, wow, what's the, what's with the slowness in these, in these the legs of these players after the, the training sessions and stuff we've seen, they've been running it out really strong. Now, again, I, I keep saying it, it just, all of the hallmarks of a club that's had gastro running through it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably where I reckon Brendan's at as well. He's probably a bit sick. So we come to the name that obviously gets discussed, Bobby, more than any other name. Yep, at number 10. Um, and um, I don't know what to say with this one. Um, look, I what, do we know? what do we know about the kid so far? I do know he has, he didn't want to go home. So there was no, so I do know he requested to take a break. Um, but not a break to go home or anything like that. Um, he obviously is struggling, um, and there's obviously people who know Francis' story, there's obviously historical context to that, um, and some things resurface um, from pains of the past. And, yep. and, and, and each human being is different, and how they handle things is different, and, and we've got to respect that. And, and look, I do know the club and the players have really got his back. And they're all for support of him. So, uh, look, I'm the same. Obviously a talent. I, there's no real timeline set. And I, I, I think, dude, let's... I mean, we, we've spoken about, and I think what you just said respectfully is, is very true. He's um, he's still working through some stuff. I mean, everybody works through some stuff. And then when you're doing it with cameras pointed in your face and you've got to be um, an athlete and you've got to be a number six draft pick and you've got to be all of the hopes and prayers of Essen and lots of stuff, it's extremely hard to deal with that sort of stuff. But if we were to draw, draw a line underneath that and the club is supporting Aaron, which I am very proud of from an Essen and supporters' point of view, um, what about the kid? What about his talent? 
give me give me the give me the top three things on Aaron Francis that you, you think he could he could dominate the AFL with. Well, I I've always liked him as a halfback option. Um, I think he's an elite mark. Um, I think he reads the play. Um, that's his main strength is marking and reading the play. Yep. Um, kicking is not too bad, but can, he can lose concentration a bit sometimes and, and do a bit of fluffers. But uh, but no, that's. It's really for Aaron. He's kind of like a presence, yeah. so, so he's, he's one of those play, unique players um, that just can have other guys sort of walk tall around him. And I so every time I've seen Aaron, and I've been stood next to him a few times at the VFL and that sort of stuff. Now I'm not exactly a shrinking violet, um, everybody. I'm like six three and one hundred and too many kilos. Um, every time I stand next to Aaron Francis, there's there's not many people on the face of this planet that I feel small next to. I stand next to Aaron Francis and feel small. Like he's every inch as big as me, only fit. And I... And you're 6'3". And I'm 6'3", right? So I look at this kid and go, man, he's he's got physical presence. He's a big lump of a kid. And he's got... And like what Scotty said, he just... He brings a physical presence to packs and... Off, off two steps. He's some of one of the most explosive footballers I've ever seen. It sometimes steps three, four, and five <laughs> can be a bit laconic. But mate, I, I hope Aaron absolutely um, can take all the time as required. Take all the time as required. Come back to this club and be a two hundred plus game footballer. Okay, so the next play we want to talk about is. David Zarakis. So Zaka, there's really not much to talk about. Look, he had obviously a very solid second half of last year. Yep. I kind of expect him to keep growing, um, become hopefully a bit more of a leader on field, a bit more vocal. I think that's his next... He's one of the senior guys now, isn't he? Well, he actually got, in some ways, I won't say voted off, but he wasn't included in the leadership group. Hmm. Which, yeah, is a little bit interesting. Yeah, very. Especially when David Myers comes in. So. All right. All right, so Mark Bagley, look, he is... You know what you get out of Mark? Yep. 100% effort. And maybe a few free kicks against. <laughs> yeah, well, interestingly enough, I heard Brownie say that he was ranked second, I believe, or third in the reverse Coleman. Yeah. For the amount of goals kicked on one person, which I thought would have been... Actually, it's a very interesting thing. I wouldn't have believed that. Mm. But, look, Mark... I think Mark's great. I've loved Mark for many a year. He has undoubtedly lost a step um, in speed. But you, yeah. you just you, you love him at your club. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Every time you play on that bloke as a forward, you're going to have to play really hard because he's going to throw himself into every contest. Love him. Yeah, love him. Look, Fantasia, Orazio. I mean, his progression is almost like Joe Denner. Yeah, exactly right. Um, he is a, to me. He is a genuine star. He's got everything. Thank you, Skill, Nathan Bassett. Speed, game awareness. Um, He's been X Factor. voted onto the leadership group, which is a huge compliment to him. It is rather, isn't it? Because it speaks volumes. Season three? Yeah. yeah, it would be three or four, yeah. So it speaks volumes of, of what the players think of him, because it's a player's vote. Yep. Um, very, very determined kid. That's one thing I do know. Um, Excellent kick of a footy. So, look, he plays he plays 20-plus games. He'll kick 45-plus goals. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you... <laughs> and that's... They're just gold. So... Yeah. 
the next kid. I Before really we go on the next kid, I just want to mention: mate, mate, last year, Scotty and I were, were doing the podcast um, from his basement, and um, this year we've moved upstairs. There's been some uh, some bedroom movements from Scotty's kids, <laughs> <laughs> so we're now doing it from the upstairs bedroom. Um, and we, we were just thinking, it, we, we're trying to make this sound as professional as possible with the with the limited kind of uh, audio setup that we've got. But we were just thinking, we've got a couple of drinks on the table at the moment. And last year, we would have just not drunk them until the entire podcast was over because we're trying to be uber professional. But you know what, guys? We're going to have a drink. So if you hear some clanking of, <laughs> that's us having a drink during the podcast. Yeah. Anywho, where were we? So that really is just casual lunchtime catch up. Catch-up. Mate, this is exactly Talk how it is footy. when we have the lunchtime catch-up. That's right. So, look, I love this kid. I'm going to let you tell us all about Jordan. Jordan Go. Ridley. I was seriously bummed out when he got his injury about, what, about 12, 14 weeks ago. He's over that now. Look, he started seven days ago, full-time training. He will be behind the group, so there's no doubt about that. But once he catches up, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all, at all if this kid plays a lot of senior footy. Good. Um, this year, I, you mean. He's very well balanced. He's built up his body a little bit better. Um, got a great kick, great sort of poise about him. Intercept marking. Yeah. So, club rate him through the roof. Dodoro rates him through the roof. I rate him through the roof. Yep. Um, what more do you need, Bill? What more? So, uh, I'm glad he's doing full-time training at least five or six weeks out from round one. So, hopefully he can get a, a, a half a decent block of, of running and, 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 and sort of just some training in. Um, but yeah, expect I expect big things from Jordan Ridley. Um, it might happen in the second half of this year, but then from uh, really from 2019 onwards, I'd say he'll be a regular senior player. In Absolutely. Josh Green, you know what you're going to get out of Josh Green? Little nuggety kid. Um, yep. Skillful, um, great shot for goal. Probably, if I'm being completely honest, I can see him being in and out of the side yeah, on, need, on need basis yep. uh, and maybe matchup basis. Um, because there's a lot of talent around him with, with Walla, Fantasia, um, Devon Smith rotating, Stringer rotating, and that's kind of thing. Yep. There is limited spots down forward, so... But, but he's experienced. Yeah. I mean, he's experienced. He's He's got an incredible kick of the foot. He's, a couple of years ago, was ranked the best percentage in front of... Um, the best percentage in front of goals. He's, um, yeah, great player, reliable, and I think... That like you said, Scotty, they'll use him as required, and I think he'll play. He'll start, um, and then if any of the the Wallers or the X Factor players really start to kick into gear, that yeah, he might um, might play a couple of games in the in the twos or something. Well, as much as I introduced Jordan Ridley, you might want to introduce your man. The fridge, <laughs> the Eastern's upper upper FTG bogan in my mate Joshua Begley. He's not actually my mate. I wish he was. Um, Josh Begley. <laughs> now, the, the literally the definition of picking this kid up out of nowhere. He was about 650 kilos playing in the... Give or take 600. Give give or take maybe two or 300 Ks either either way. Um, He was literally a ton and a half of footballer playing in the upper Ferntree Gully leagues, kicking 423 goals a game. And somebody, I think it was Darren Buick, wasn't it? Saw him and said, hey boys, have a look at this kid. Um, I, I I really like him. I yeah, really so like I, his I, physical presence. I think there's a future big-bodied midfielder coming through. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree. I think, I think even though he plays quite well down forward, I think there's another element to his game that will come on. Yep. Um, and I think he's one of the most spectacular balanced kicks on our side. I agree. Like, he, his foot skills, just his technique is spot on. 
Yep. Um, which you really want coming through as a big body midfielder. Yeah. Because it makes you even more dangerous. So, look, it'll be interesting progression for him this year. I'm hoping he can come on quite quite strong. He's my sneaky. He is my sneaky, um, my sneaky uh, good player for this year. I reckon he, when the ball's anywhere near him, he goes real hard at it. And I think the players, especially the midfielders, who are looking up into the forward line very soon, um, will be looking at him as a uh, as an option moving forward. I just I'd love to see him sort of lead up and get a few marks as opposed to everything sort of hitting the ground and him having to bullock his way through it. But um, I reckon look out for Josh Begley this year. This, this, his, his is the number that's going to be going on my back this year um, as uh, as my hit pick. Yeah, Paul Hamilton tribute. Um, James Stewart. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Look, if I'm being completely honest, for more reports, he's had a, a bit of an indifferent pre-season. Not, not for any other reason, just has not sort of been as sharp. I'm um, not too concerned about that. I think... He came on really, really big last year. I think it's probably even surprised most of the club. Um, if he can, if he can just take that next step, it really makes our forward line so dangerous because jo- he is Joey D's best friend. Is what he is. He's deceptively mobile for a big guy. Yep. So um, I really like his his second half of last year. I thought was fantastic. Um, so look, if he can produce those kind of numbers and that performance, and he was really good at tackling pressure and everything yep. else. So, yeah, so big year for him, but really happy with his um, progression. Beautiful. Michael Hurley. Well. What can you say? Um, he he was the pick. It was a pick number five. He We knew he was going to be good, um, and he's absolutely just filled the potential um, he's that he's had. He, the man's just a flat-out He's a genuine star. star. He's a bullock. He runs off the ball. And, he, boy, and when you watch the game yesterday, <laughs> um, it's Sunday time here, by the way. When you watch the game yesterday... A, a backline minus Mar- Michael Hurley is a severely depleted backline yeah, for it us. It really is. He is he is a general in every shape and sense. Yeah, so. and, I'm, and that's why I reckon Todd Ridley is going to get some games. Uh, Todd Ridley. Wow. When did Todd Ridley last play for Essendon? Uh, um, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan Ridley um, and uh, Michael Hurley. I think Jordan is the, the kid coming through um, that we need to start bouldering up that backline because I guess as much as Michael Hartley's uh, a decent punching backline player... He's um and he tries hard. I love Michael uh, Michael Hartley, but I think we need the smarter kind of when the ball hits the ground ability to um to handle it. Michael's got that in spades. He's uh, he's strong. He's athletic. Super he's quick. Yeah. Super competitive. And yeah, it's yeah, and it would appear to be um Essendon through and through. Gotta love him. Kobe much. Uh, I I guess what only thing I can say about Kobe much is. There's a genuine talent there. Um, his body's still probably a little bit off, but I reckon he will get some senior game time this year. Um, I think they're happy with how he's progressing. Um, very calm. Um, sort of a decent kick. Um, knows how to find the footy, I death, that's for sure. So yeah. he, he'll be one that I don't think will set the world on fire, but will start to progress and transition maybe into the seniors as the year goes on. And then that may be then, you know, set up for quite some time. So I think it's, I think it was a genuine find. I think I, he was like a very late draft pick too. So he was in the, excuse me, Essendon fans, from the top of my memory, he was like 40, at least 40 plus. Um, so yeah, I really like his progression. Um, I think he is definitely one of those classic players of one to watch. Jackson, as in Jackson Merritt, um, uh, yeah, um, 
And well, let's just be honest. It's make or break this year. I mean, Absolutely for Jackson. Um, he, he has They're to... They're trying him in the back line or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So he... he... He has to do something because um, it just can't keep going the way it has. Yeah, nah. And he has some. And look, I'll be honest. He had some fantastic VFL games last year. Yep. Um, so consistency is the problem, though. But but sometimes his decision making um, really puts him behind the ball, and he just fades out of games. Like he he just he's not there for ages in games. So I'd look. I'd, I'd love for Jackson to um, to to turn into a player that is first picked on the halfback flank or something along those lines, but. Yeah, yeah, don't know. Let's just move on from Jackson. <laughs> okay, on to the captain. Um, gee, I reckon Dice would not be an impressed man today. No. Um, maybe in even his own game. But I, he, I would have liked to have seen him step up more, actually, to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah, um, he's a very, very proud person. I know he's got the, his jovial sort of joking side, but um, he's, he's voted captain by the players for a reason. He's, it's much more intense than he sort of gives away. Yeah. And, and he won't be happy about how yesterday played out. He's very proud of the Essendon Football Club as an Essendon fan from childhood. So oh, I think he'll show some leadership this week. Um, uh, but look, I expect to actually Dyson overall to have a much, much better year than last year. Yeah. Uh, he's a lot fitter. He's, he's going to be a lot more match fitter this year from obviously coming off the suspension last year. So... I expected much bigger improvement. He's his next step is to probably be a little bit more bigger in, in contested footy, yeah. um, and that's his next development. But he he's still got a lot of great attributes. So he, he's a very dangerous mark actually as a as a, as a midfielder with his height. So respected by the players, great captain material as well. Yeah, yeah, and and look as a if you're a, if you're a head of marketing. You love Dyson Heffel. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> because he, he, he brings kids in, he brings everything yep. in. So, um, yeah. So, look, Matthew Lornberger, I actually thought he did some decent things yesterday as far as contested ruck. He's, look, he's I thought a, his ruck work was he, great. He's a solid, he's a very, very solid backup ruckman sometimes, yeah. main ruckman. Yeah. He, he's more than solid. So he, I think the last, when was the last time Essendon had two genuine ruck options like yeah, someone yeah, that you didn't have to worry about or he wasn't a kid coming through it's not like we've got to go from Bell Chambers to Sam Draper who who's a big lump of a kid and who's got talent but every time you bring him in you go oh it's going to be a problem we're going to have to deal with it but I look I really like Matty Lewenberger I love the fact that he chose to come to Essendon he's mobile he can take a mark in the forward line he's very much like Tommy Bell and that's why um when I asked at the start of this process, is Tommy Bell the number one ruckman? And yeah. I guess he is. he is. He's got a bit more, um, a bit more about him than than Matty Lewenberger. But I hope we can keep Matty Lewenberger. That's my only concern is that, and the former number one draft pick who came here, who chose to come here because he had several options. I just hope we can keep him whilst he's running around in the twos because well, I think Sam's development though is is lessening by the almost by the week of the concern of. Of how that plays out. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, true. But I mean, I, I, I hope we can keep Maddie Littlebaker because it's just a, it's a position, it's an important position that the Essendon Footy Club doesn't have to worry about. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it because if Tommy goes down or needs a rest, you bring him straight in and you don't lose anything. So I like Maddie Littlebaker a lot. So, Mr. David Myers, I'll speak about David Myers because. The second worst Mo in the entire world. <laughs> One, the mustache. But, yeah. um, again, in the leadership group. Always very highly respected, amazing Essendon person, and yeah. ma- and incredibly loyal. 
I'm one of the few people that really like David Myers. Um, I understand his weakness, which is very one-sided centric footballer cannot sort of go onto his right side. Yep. And and that does hold him up, even in sometimes in clearances, because they they know which side he's gonna look to kick it on. But I just sense, and I'll, I'll look, I'll see if I'm wrong during the year, and if so be it, so be it. But um, I sensed the suspension really, really affected him um, as far as match fitness and everything like that. He came back quite rusty and raw, and he played a heck of a lot better before the suspension when he had at least con- a continuation of games. So I'll be very interested to see how he plays out this year because I still think there's a player there that can really help us out. And his body, look, his body size is actually really required now. Um, so if, Agree. if he can do some bullocking work for us and, and you know get a few odd 60-meter goals for us and help us out that way, then then that would be really important. So And don't forget, you always need those experienced footballers around the club. Got to have the experience to be able to teach Kobe much and yeah. to teach Andy McGrath and to teach Beg- Begley when he gets into the middle. Um, absolutely um, love David Myers and I hope he stays around for a few years more so look as we said we're not going to go through the drafties because we know Jordan Houlihan's next um, I'll, look I, and, and, and part of it is me just being completely honest obviously like I said at the start of the program with family stuff I'm I'm probably a little bit out of the loop of, of understanding some of these draftees yet um, I know a little bit of basics but I, I, I'm one of those ones I really want to watch them play and see, and yeah. see their strengths and weaknesses before yeah. I comment um, so we'll go on to Jake Stringer. Look, it was a little bit unfortunate, Jake, yesterday. Um, here's two things that I picked up. One, he had a very heavy knock to the head. Yeah, and, I mean, he split himself open. Yeah. Huge. And he wasn't himself after that. So, And that happened early in the game. So for, for Essendon fans, look, let's not read into this at all. No, 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 no. Um, however, I still sensed he needs to improve his fitness. Um, I just noticed... A few plays, I'll be honest, where I thought he was puffing a bit. Um, so I and I don't everybody know. was puffing a bit though. Like yeah, even yeah. even McKenna came off. The I just ground. felt like I just watched him a few, few times and just went. Mm. Yeah. I think the I think the um, the uh, the expectation with regards to Jake is so high, um, mm. and they expect to see his All Australian year of what three years ago, whatever it was. On Jakey Stringer. Now, absolutely, I reckon, have that expectation of Jake Stringer because he is absolutely talented enough to yeah. be one of the top, I don't know, 8, 10 footballers in the country. But I think... He's got to learn our systems. And he's got to learn our system. And like you said, he copped a really big, like... That inch, was a, that inch was a very half, big knock. Inch and a half gash mm. on his head that had to have stitches put in it. So that ain't an easy game. I think, unfortunately, for Jakey and passing any sort of... Uh, comments with regards to his game yesterday you just can't you've got to move on to the next game um, where he's probably will we'll play a whole game because we don't know what happened yesterday I mean they got a huge cut in his head but I reckon of the Sards Smith and Stringer deal in my opinion Stringer could be about four liters of cream for our for our club because he he has the ability the X factor ability to win games off his own boot Devin Smith, we saw it yesterday, 26 points, brilliant. Adam Saad is going to do exactly what Adam Saad does. He's going to run the ball out and going to be really scary with Conor McKenna. But Jakey Stringer could be anything. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm giving him absolutely plenty of time um, and he can uh, come back, get your head right, 
literally, um, and come back and show us what you can do, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's it's definitely, yeah. I I, th- I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah. I think he will be a fantastic player. So I'm went just, real bad with the yeah. blonde top knot though. And I think he'll be a player that really shines at Eddie Head. Eddie Head. Yeah. You noticed in the All Star games when he played Eddie Head, he had for some reason he just had some fantastic games. Yeah. Um. So. I'm looking forward to it. So we go to Kale Hooker. Um, I love Kale. Everything about Kale, I love. Kale couldn't run out of sight mm-hmm. on a dark night. Seriously. And speaking of Stringer, by the way, um, him and Bell Chambers have been fantastic putting Stringer underneath and sort of underneath them and and sort of help being mentor and, and show him around and and you, I don't know if people have seen on Instagram they've been going fishing and all these places together and that's just good leadership in my absolutely in my opinion and that's what Cal Hooker represents yep a very very mature solid Essendon person that I have utmost respect for he'll be he either kicks his 40 plus goals forward or he's an all-Australian defenders player that's so. exactly right pick so. number 50 some mm. odd uh, can play both ends of the ground absolutely incredible contested mark um, look, I hope, hope Wooshard does. Uh, if he if he says he's going to put him as a forward and keep him there, mate, keep him there. Because every person that can mark the ball down there is one more person that's not hanging off Joey D. So do it brilliantly. But again, if we have issues in the back line, we've got the ability to put my, uh, Kale down there and do the, the um, intercept marks. And we've got the ability to move Michael Hurley if we want to. So love the versatility that Kale brings to the club. Yeah. And so look, we go on to uh, Mason Redmond. Really interesting... Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed in players, though. Yeah, so was I. Um, they've been putting him in halfback and and playing really well. Um, he's super competitor, like really fierce. I, I don't know if people have picked that up, but when you, he's very, very fierce and very, very driven kind of person. Um, um, they really are still bullish on him, that he, he eventually will come quite good. Um, so a, a big year for Mason. Um, it won't be through lack of effort. And no, that, absolutely And they're not. the players I love. Because you go, well, no matter what happens, they've given, there's no regrets. Um, he's going to put everything he has into yep. becoming a footballer. And I actually think this backline sort of role may really suit him. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's very good by foot out of the, out of the back line. He's, he's very, very good by foot. Yeah, he's quite a good strong mark too. Yep. Uh, and he's just naturally... Uh, a de- has a defensive kind of mind as far as competitiveness. And I guess Josh Begley and Mason Redmond for me are my two Smokies. I, mm. I love both of them because I can see a player there. Um, and Mason, competitive, he really wants to. He just happens to be, I think, started off as a forward. And we've now got one of the better forward lines in the comp um, <laughs> yeah. with Orazio yeah, and Waller and Green. Spots, yeah. and, and So it's hard to break in there. So I like what they're doing with him and Jackson Merritt in that they're going, righto, two supposed forwards who in our side just probably aren't going to get in there. So let's yeah. try him down back. And But this is the thing is that I hope... I hope he can do well enough in the VFL that if Mark Bagley's having a bad day or something like that, we can chuck him down the back. So yep. really, really want Mason Redmond to get a game and I want him to, to do well. So we go on to... Actually, we're doing a bit of a defend defenders run here. Uh, we're going to Mitch Brown. Look, I'm not going to go too much into Mitch Brown because he's one of those blades. You know what you get. He's, Every week. You know, you know he's not overly quick, but he's solid. Um... He's a good contributor. Um, I'm not going to speak too much and, and probably move on to the next one, but we all know what we all know what kind of Mitch Brown brings. 
I don't know if that makes it best 22. In my best 22, he's not there just. Um, but obviously an incredibly good depth player. Um, got to so, have them at your club. And you got to have them. So we go on to Patrick Ambrose. What are your thoughts? Patty Ambrose. Now, Patty Ambrose is an, a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> in that he's he's got an incredible engine. Um Please don't take this the wrong way, Paddy, but you couldn't take a mark to save your life in the forward line. Um, so they moved him down back. Now, we have seen him, and if you haven't seen those games, go back and check them out, people. We've seen him hang with and beat some of the best centre-half backs um, Rewalt, in the comp. Yeah. Rewalt, Rewalt. 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 St. Richmond. Absolutely. He's, he's been able to hang with them. He's consistently in the top three um, endurance athletes of the club. Yeah, you will not lose him. On a lead. Absolutely. He'll, he'll and, be with you. And he he's one of the strongest players at the club. He's a massive lump of a kid. And you know what? He's this is this guy this kid is really um, playing to his strengths and the club have made a really smart decision to move him down yeah. back because he's got the engine to hang with those guys and girls. Rewald ain't there anymore and if he can if he can hang with Nick Rewald, mate, he can hang with anybody. So he's absolutely in my best twenty two. Yeah, he's same with me. He plays a really good specific shutdown role of a of a of a key forward. Yeah. And and so much of the AFL's forwards now are guys who run. Yep. Um and he's gold like that. So he had a bit of a last year had sort of that kind of interrupted uh sort of injury kind of played year. Um, and I think if he can have a good run of it this year, he, he'd be a very, very good player for us. Yep. Um, I won't go too much into Travis Collier because um, he's obviously going to be injured for quite a bit of the year. Yep. Um, Is he in your best 22? He, he, look, he wasn't, to be honest. So um, he's in mine. I, I'd, I'd put him in mine, to be quite honest. I, I'll put Trav in a forward flank or something. Bit, bit of veteran leadership, um, bit of quickness, bit of hardness. I like Trav and I want him in my side. But I mean, I like Trav, but I just didn't, um, I just didn't have him have him over Stringer or Fantasia or Wallace. Yeah, see that that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> when you say those three names, you go, "Ooh, Trav, they're, they're pretty good, mate." They're pretty good he, to me, he's on, on a bench or yeah, uh, and they had him on a wing. But that's the thing, like Andy McGrath's up there now. And um, hey, look again, if if Trav now is officially a depth player, um, then great. We'll Trav, Trav to me, like Mize though, could come on a lot better because. Again, I'll keep saying it. I really felt like the suspended players got, were hugely affected yeah. last year, and I think quite a number of ones who remain on the list, like Hebel, Myers, Collier, um, even maybe Belly, um, <coughs> will me. have much better years this year. So yep. don't count out Travis at all. No. Nah. Um, look, Laverde really. Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Look, people saw my tweet. I wasn't. I mean. I'm not going to knock the club too much because you don't really know what goes behind the scenes. But it doesn't sound great when you're watching a live game and they're saying that during the week he had hammy sawn and he had a tight hammy. He and, complained and, about the tight hammy. And then played and then did his hammy. Um, so it just doesn't sound great. Um, uh, but, yeah. I, let's just say that injury really frustrated me. Um I felt like he was having a fantastic preseason. Yep. Um, and he was ready to step up. And obviously, look, he'll be ready by game game two or three. Um, but uh, look, it's we- a big year for him. It, it, he's just had such um, he's been so unlucky. Um, because it, it's not by doing things wrong. 
he's training the lights down. Every he was doing the same thing last year before he had yep. He, he, he before he had his long term injury. So uh, I hope people realise that that it's nothing to do with the kids' mentality or anything no, no, like no. that. It's just no. sheer unluckiness. Absolutely. We'll see how he goes. Everyone give him support. Um, Everybody at the club wants this kid to succeed, and I guess anybody that's ever seen a, a game of footy, especially. Well, not the last year, not the last game of last year, the last game of the year before. You just look at the, you look at this kid and go, it's a prototype body, talent, yeah. like yeah. talent left and right, body incredible. So, hope and pray this kid gets it right because there's there's eight to ten years worth of really good footballer right there. Now I said I won't mention the draftees, but look, I just did note right there, Matt Guelph here at thirty five. He's the only one I'll comment on. I like this kid, <laughs> and the club like hit this pick, kid. Scotty hit pick. Um, Watch out for this kid. Um, he could actually play some seniors this year. Um, that's a big call. Wow. But um, he's growing on the club very fast and getting a, the respect from the club very fast. Uh, look, we move on to Michael Hartley. Um, <laughs> yeah, now. Um, oh, um, look, I'm going to be honest. I've, got, I've, I've realized this year that I'm probably being a little bit protective sometimes. Um, but I've got a call up from what I see. Michael Hartley is an elite puncher of the ball. I mean, he was number one in the AFL last year. Brilliant, fantastic. If that ball hits the ground, Michael Hartley is soft, does not attack the ball, and I'm kind of getting a little bit over it. Yep. And he's got to mature from that. He's got to get better than that. Um, there's so many times where guys just went past him too, far too easily, um, bumped off him too easily. He's, he's, you can tell by his Instagrams by nature, he's a, he's a little bit hippie, a little bit out there. Um, but he's got to toughen. He's got to get tougher. He's got to, yeah. got to have a, a harder edge to him. When the ball hits the ground, so please understand what I'm trying to say is when the ball's locked in high, you want Michael Hartley more than anyone else. Yeah. Because he's going to punch the ball. But it's more, I'm more just saying when the ball's coming in along the ground or low, he's a little bit found wanting. Um, and some of the things that I saw yesterday did not give me much jo- joy. I'd Jordan say. Ridley knocking on the door there. Yeah. Really knocking on the door there. Hartley has a potential easily to be best 22, and he's got to get better. Yep. He, look, he's stronger this year, um, and I'll give him, you know, I'll, I'll give like every other player. It's only, it's only, mid, it's only late to mid-feb, so... I'm hoping that's just... I'm sure Mark Harvey and a few others are talking to him. Um, but he's, they've got to get a little bit better at that. Okay. Um, look, Dylan Clark, love the kid. Tough as nails, clearance machine. Um, kicking is improving. A uh, little bit like Kobe Much. Um, is kind of on the doorstep, but I don't know if they're totally going to get over the line initially in the, in the first part of the year. So, again, I, probably a one to watch as the VFL goes on just uh-huh. to see how they're tracking um, but I really like the kid I'll go on to Adam Saad Adam oh my goodness that goal that um, goal look Adam Saad is a fantastic pickup. Um, there's no way I will be very happy as the year goes on yeah, yeah. Um, uh, him and Connor him and Connor are going to be incredible team. off the back line so and, and you got to think of um once that hurley and that proper setup is is down back, yeah. that 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 that's when I really become dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Um. Because I can see I can definitely see how Michael Hurley 
marking a ball and handballing off to Saad and off we go. Yeah. Um, so I, look, I, I can't wait to get the handball to Saad for the 20 metre pass and then have uh, for the 20, 20, 30 metre, 40 metre run and then have Connor just sitting in the midfield waiting for the handball so he can yeah. take the remaining 30, 40 metre run. Yeah. No one's catching him. Dead set, no one's catching him. Yeah, and then, then, then delivering it to this guy, Anthony Tibbamwoody. Yep. Um, so Waller, well, I will say this about Waller. As exciting as he is, and as good as plays he is, his next development is not being out of a game for twenty minute yeah, segments. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's just maturity. It's not even a knock on him because he's he's still incredibly young as far as in the game as far as AFL senior time. Yeah. Um, but that's his next level. Um, it is a bit of a case for a small forward, so I do understand that. Trust me. But um, but just for for his next development. Um, he can just have a quarter where he just doesn't touch the ball. Yeah. Um, and that's just good. He's, he's such an impact player for us. And, and I reckon yeah. that's what he needs to learn is that he's such an impact player for the Essendon Footy Club. Yeah. Is that we, we can't afford to have him go missing for a quarter yeah. because it's a, a huge opportunity where he didn't touch the ball to do something incredible. And, he, and yesterday he didn't have one tackle. That's when you know the side is really. Yeah. And that's, again, <laughs> and that's got to be something to do with Gastro because if Anthony, <laughs> if Waller's not taking uh, uh, land tackles, then something. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's really wrong. Something was up. So look, going on to the Irishman, the greatest, Fiddly-dee! the greatest sideline JTL JLT interview of the whole <laughs> time. I swear, if anybody picked up on that, like they've, I know for a fact that Connor's been told that in, in interviews he needs to slow down a smidge, just the way he talks, just just for the Essendon media team, they've told him Connor, just just slow down a bit, mate. We can't understand what you're saying. He went full Irish in that interview. <laughs> I will say this. He did that twice yesterday, but do you think he's serious about replacing a bouncing ball with a little kick to himself? Because out of the blue, he's done it twice in a game yesterday. No, but that's not bouncing. That like that doesn't count in AFL. Well, it does because you've lost possession, so you're allowed to have, then have another 10, 15 minutes. No. I'm sure that's why he's doing it. No, 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 no. Like the... Because um... if you've literally lost, kicked the no, ball... No, no, no. You, you... It's I, I, I reckon, uh, listeners, if you'd um, the lunchtime pad, uh, <laughs> lunchtime catch up podcast at gmail uh, dot com. If I'm wrong here, but there's nowhere in the AFL that says as a, the only way the rule can... says you can't run 15 meters with the ball. So if he then drops the ball, kicks it, and then catches himself, it doesn't matter how short it is. But that's what about... it's not. A, it's not a mark. But he's actually for that split second regained possession of the ball. But what is a bounce then? Are they saying that a bounce is losing possession of the ball? Well, the bounce, yeah. The, the bounce is basically you've you've let go of the ball and got it back again quickly, and then you're replaying 15 metres again. And I'm saying that's what he's... Has he in his mind worked out that he can run faster oh, with, that, with that movement? Oh, look, when... when, um, when I'd love to know the actual rule around that to see... Mate, lunchtime catch-up podcast at uh, gmail.com. If you if you know what it is, but when I when I saw the interview, the full Irish interview with Moons on the sideline, um, he was saying, mate, did you slip back into Gaelic there? Now, I tried to listen to his answer, but I couldn't understand a word the man was saying, there was right? A, there was a wee yes. There was a wee yes in there or something. So, look, I think it was quite literally just a, a slip back into Gaelic football because... I don't know the rule, but man, how cool would it be if yeah. you saw him running down a wing, um, doing that three or four times to himself? The people in Ireland would go absolutely off their tree. So, um, look, mate, Con- Connor, just yeah. as a footballer, apart from that funny stuff, Connor's really come along. They've given the man four-year 
contract extension. So they absolutely see a footballer there. So yeah. do I. He's going to be a bookend with um, with Adam Saad on one of the fastest back lines we've got. So look, I, I can't wait to see what that talented bloke can do. So we're going on to Matty Day. Look, Matty Day is probably a little, like, little bit like Rich Brown. You know what you're going to get? Fact. Yeah. I actually really rate him. Depth I, player. I really, really like him. Um, he is a depth player. He's right on the cusp. Um, so it's very hard. I'm, it's one of those names. I'm not fussed if I see him in the 22 or not. Yeah. Like I, I think I, I know what I'm going to get. He's solid. He's great mark. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, there's not too much else to say about. He's just yeah, a solid. solid he, he's guy. a depth player. Unfortunately for Matty D, I think. I mean, he got kept on from the top up players, and that's great. Um, so, but he's definitely just a depth player. So we'll look, we'll just quickly go on to the rookies. Jake Long. Uh, yeah, Jakey. I, I don't know where really Jakey's at. Um, I don't know where he fits in, man. I, yeah. I really don't. I, I, they, they keep him on the list and he looks good and he runs around to training and stuff. But he I does just, some things here. You go, name oh, me, wow. Name me a position yeah. they're going to put him in, though. Like, is he a chance of playing AFL football this year? Absolutely not. Like, he's, he's not... Yeah. I can't think of a position where you go, ooh, he might get in. Or something like Matty D. You go, look, Matty D could, could play across halfback. He'd be the one of the first picks, but and then there's also a bloke coming up in Ben McNeese that he might play there. Look, Jakey yeah. Long on a wing, maybe. Love the fact that he's he's um he's got the long name and he's talented without a doubt, absolutely. But I just wonder where anybody's going to play the man. So yeah, and a little bit of his just hardness and everything like that. You yeah. just he he just gets bounced off the ball quite easily. He's and... way behind on sort of on fitness and match uh, match experience too. But mate, I, look, I hope Jakey. It's one of those ones you want to be proven wrong. You Absolutely, to... prove me if wrong. If he mate. comes on big, brilliant. Absolutely. Um, Sam Draper. Look, I I I love the progress of Sam Draper. Um, really good kid. Um, great tap big kid too. Great big. tap ruckman. I think we've got a real solid tap ruckman coming through the ranks. His marking is improving. His kicking is getting a little bit better. So look, all it's almost like all green lights. Yep, all green Sammy. lights for Sammy. Um, I'll be hopefully going to a few VFL games this year too, yep. because I, he's one I really want to sort of track. Um, but it's, it's not crazy enough to think that at some point in the second half of the year he might get a game or two. If, <laughs> if I mean, it, maybe it, it may be a little bit injury. Yeah. injury yeah, but, I agree, but. But he, he's just growing. Upside, lot of upside. His upside is huge. Yep. Um, I won't go into too much of Trent Minor. Even Luke Lavender, I don't know. Though they do say Luke Lavender's hands are fantastic. Yep. Um, and he's surprising the club about his forward play. Um, so I think... He told you, didn't he? Yeah, Luke? big boy. Yeah. Um, so look, I can't say too much because I haven't seen too much personally. So I don't want to... I'm just saying secondhand. When we went to that inter-club match... We saw him. We saw him, yeah. Yeah, he was a big, tall unit. Um, the one thing you noticed was his hands. You yeah, know, he got his hands was, up was in the one air. grab mark. Yeah, big and time. You can't ignore one grab marks. Yep. It's a bit like hooker. You can be slow or anything like exactly that. Exactly right. But if, if the ball doesn't yeah, hit the ground, exactly it doesn't matter. Exactly right. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Um, ben the next one, look, Benny, your brother-in-law from another mother. Yeah, for my Sri Lankan side. Um, look, it's always funny because I really rate Benny. Um, and it... He's one of those players, like, if you ever go down to full match training, you would swear Benny's the best 22. He, he does nothing he, wrong. He looks Zero like he, wrong. He looks like he shines yep. everywhere. He's just flo- driving out of, of, of half-back. Just hit, throwing hit, himself hitting into targets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I, again, a player I would have loved to have seen play yesterday. Um, 
But look, he didn't, so that's fine. But um, but I, I, yeah. I, I really like him. I like absolutely. I just, like, and there's again, not many Mason flaws Redmond, in his game. No, Mason Redmond and that sort of stuff. I want. I look at this kid and go, "There's a player there. there absolutely, is a player there." Yeah. But I just, I mean, as much it's as sort I, of like him and Connor are, are both. I will say. I will say this. Out of Sa- maybe Saad, Connor, um, and Ben McNeese, if you actually told me to shut down a defensive forward and that's your role instead of running out halfback, yep. I would actually have Benny. Yeah, yeah like I agree. Benny's a f- yeah. If you people who watch the VFL, Benny's He's a, a fan- stick with player. Yeah, Benny's a fantastic shut down opposition forward. Small Great forward. left boot too. So he's one to watch. Uh, if we have, if we're struggling in that area, yep. Um, look, Shawnee, and again, the Sean McKernan, this is our last one, finally, last one. Um, he had a great game. He always does those kind of games um, where he comes out and you go, "Wow, this kid has so much depth, player, so, so much potential." He's not best twenty-two for no. me because no. it really comes down to inconsistency. Um, and then the problem with Sean is, I feel like sometimes he plays his best footy in the middle. When he the, is when sometimes he's done a backup role and he has freedom to run around. Yeah. But the problem is, you lose a lot of lot of your tack bruck skills there, and, and yep. he's not going to replace a belly or even a Lawnberger for that matter. So no, I, I like that we kept him at the club. I, I mean, I reckon there would have been some clubs sniffing around him just as a as a backup. But yeah, he's he's the absolutely the number one player on the depth list. He he can come in, he can pinch hit, and I think. Yesterday, yesterday's game showed that he's still got some skills and he's a really good player to have at the club, I think. So, look, we'll probably just have a quick discussion just overall about the club. Um, I think the off-season, it's been a fantastic sort of off-season for the club. Um, I mean, well, you always hear news about, again, we've got another new sponsor, um, all those sort of things happening at the club, which is, is sort of progressing the club to a much more professional yep. sort of look. I one thing I do like and this is going to have mixed feelings with a lot of fans is is that we're recognising probably a little bit like America that that your sport sporting brand is can be really reached across a whole lot of levels so I like the model of going into esports and and you know there's rumours that we're competing for NBL licence um, and that's just really what to, what they're doing is, is basically having the Essendon brand going across pretty much every young person in Australia and that's really what they're doing so love it if you look at if you looked at the probably the two three three key areas of where young people look uh, playing say under the, the age of 16 it's online gaming so they're going to eSports yep basketball's huge like like has been for years NBA league pass in Australia went up 25% this year um, and I've no doubt Ben Simmons is the yeah, he's a huge part about that. Um, yeah. But leverage off it. He's an Essendon fan. Yeah, Bogut's an Essendon fan. Yep. Um, so kids, a great idea to go have an NBL license. Try and grab that whole teen market right. and have your brand front and center more than any other AFL brand. I mean, the the thing I was, I'd say about that is that if if these forays into other areas like NBL and that sort of stuff was at the expense of the Essendon Footy Club then you couldn't yeah. do it but we're what how many thousand members or hundreds of members more well, than we were last year we're about 59,000 yeah yeah 59,000 so we've got we're, we're membership is increasing incredibly um, the club on the field let's just ignore yesterday's game but the club on the field is doing well the club off the field has, has secured three of the best recruits in in a single draft in AFL history. Um, 
Xavier and uh, and the board and that sort of clearly doing well with the club um, and expanding the home base and the like. And um, speaking of Xavier, um, can we uh, can we sort of let anything know? Can we let the the listeners know anything about Xavier that might be coming up? Well, I can say two things. One, that Essendon's announced. Sorry, I just got that wrong before. Essendon has announced. 60,000 60, members so that's a fantastic yeah, that's incredible guys that, that's really incredible so we're at 60,348 which is 4,000 ahead of this time last year it's incredible so if you think we're just just over 3,000 from 70k last year then we're on target to reach 70,000 which would be awesome yep I'm sure the marketing is not too thrilled about yesterday's game but no well we'll just ignore that yeah but look don't worry about that game become a member let's let's get to 70,000 the whole point is to make our club as strong as possible absolutely get Uh, on the Essendon website check out all the details for the membership it's all on there so yeah so look it's um look we have um had talks I've had some talks with Xavier and now with his assistant Lisa he's been really kind to us um, we have temporarily locked in a date for an interview temporarily right up until I, I told Scott that I was going away on holidays that day um, but yes we it looks like Scotty has done it again um, and has made some impolite inquiries at the club and we will be having uh, Xavier um, Campbell um, from the Essendon Footy Club on the podcast um, coming up now might be the next podcast might be the podcast after yeah. we're not sure um, but the um, lunchtime catch up at, at uh, gmail.com send us any questions you'd like to like us to ask um, Xavier any um, points of interest you'd like him to discuss um, we're going to really put a lot of effort into this um, uh, into this podcast with Xavier I can assure you it's it's very rare that um, uh, we can get hold of uh, um, someone like Xavier so we, we're really really looking forward to it we hope you guys will enjoy it too alrighty guys look let's we're not going to go too much longer let's wrap this no, I up I think we've, this one's gone on for a while so thanks very much um, I hope that's kind of a, a complete overview of the playing list and where we kind of see things yep um, thanks for always your continued support we'll, we'll we'll be a bit more regular now on podcast times but yeah like and subscribe to us some um, uh, on itunes and SoundCloud. it really helps us out a lot and um, any feedback lunchtime catch up podcast at uh, gmail.com and send in your reviews if you want on itunes that uh, that always helps us out and gets the message out absolutely to other resident fans that we're there when people are searching get hold of scotty's twitter as well um you can get hold of and, um, and provide some feedback on there we really love that um so uh thanks so much for joining us season two episode one of the lunchtime catch-up podcast go bombers. Mm-hmm.